The information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. Hello and welcome back to another session of the Evolving Chair podcast. Today I have a very special guest with me, Pastor Brandon Hines. Hello, Do you want to say hi to hi, everybody? Hi, hi uh, <laughs> podcast world and everybody in it. Yes. So Pastor Brandon, for those of you who don't know, he is the youth pastor at the greatest church on this side of there heaven. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Shameless plug. Yes. Christian Faith <laughs> Fellowship Church at 8605 West Good Hope Road. Um, and he is the husband to the beautiful Ashley Hines. Yes, I And am. then their handsome son, Deuce. Yep. Brandon the second. Yes. And he is the son of Bishop Daryl and Pastor Pamela Hines and the brother to DJ Hines. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So typically what my guests, I like to do a little icebreaker, something okay. fun to warm people up. What was it that you wanted to be growing up? What was it that I wanted to be growing up? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It was either... Um, a professional basketball player or a preacher. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't necessarily want to be a preacher. Okay. That's not something that I always wanted to do. I just knew that it was something that, you know, I was being pulled, called to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My, my father never, never pushed me into the ministry. He yeah. always wanted me to do whatever it is I wanted to do. So, so I always knew that, I, you know, I was I felt like it was my purpose yeah. to, to to be a pastor. But it's not something that I've always wanted to do. Oh, and yeah. now what happened with the basketball? I, I just started playing around people and, you know, I never played with. And I realized how how bad I was at it. So, <laughs> so you was it. bad. At I just wasn't I just wasn't good. OK. <laughs> I just wasn't. I just wasn't. I was good around my friends. Okay. Okay. But then when I started playing around other people who actually oh. were like ballers, okay, I'm like, nah. Oh. Oh. Nah. <laughs> yeah. I gave up. Oh. But that's all right, cause you, I've I've had the opportunity to hear you preach on numerous occasions, and. I mean, it's always a dynamic experience. So if you guys are able to hear Pastor Brandon preach, definitely you need to come hear him because he definitely has a word from God and he is anointed. And so I always get something out of it. I appreciate that. Yes. And you aren't long winded. You like straight to the point. And (laughs) uh -uh. I don't I don't like, you know, sitting and listening to long winded preachers. And so I always told myself if I ever get an opportunity to preach, I'm going to keep it. At the most, 20 minutes. Yes, and he does, y'all. And But I'm telling y'all, y'all will, your life will forever be changed. Let me tell y'all that. Well, thank you so much. I no, appreciate no that. No problem. Now, what was it like growing up as a PK, so a preacher's kid? What was that like for you? What was it like? Um, I, I lived, a, it was a pretty normal childhood. My, my, you know, you hear horror stories of having <laughs> to go to church every week, mm-hmm. you know, th- three hours long services, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I didn't have that horror story. Um, I lived a very normal childhood. My dad, he he was very strict on us. Mm-hmm. Um, he was definitely a disciplinarian. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, it was normal for me, you know. Yeah. I, I don't have any any complaints. You know, they say that preachers' kids are the worst kids. <laughs> yeah. But my dad would, you know, he didn't let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Hence him being a disciplinarian. Huh? Exactly. I was too scared to get in trouble to get oh. in any trouble. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good. <laughs> now, do you feel that you had high expectations from like your teachers or your peers because you were a preacher's kid? Certainly, certainly, mm-hmm. certainly. Yeah, when I would do certain things in school, you know, my friends would be like, "Well, wait a second, you know, aren't you a quote unquote Christian? What are you What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. why are you talking like that?" So, you know, uh, in some levels, I was put on a pedestal. Mm. You know. Um, because Christian faith is not a small church. Right. You know, it's a pretty big church. And so people would treat me differently than they would treat everyone else. It's mm. like, I'm just a kid. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm just a normal person. Like, yeah. don't don't treat me like that. Like, treat me how, you know? Yeah. So, because I have no reason to be, to be put on a pedestal. I have no reason to be treated yeah. differently. Yeah. You know, I'm just branded. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I love that, like, you're just so calm about it and humble. You know, many times I think um, there are those preacher kids that's like, well, I'm so-and-so's son, so you yeah. do need to treat me like this. But you are so like, far from that. Like, you ain't done nothing. <laughs> you, 
that's right. your, that's your father. You know, you just you just live. Yes. So calm down and humble yourself. Just just be what you are. Yes, I love that. I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. So when what? How old were you when you first did your first sermon? I was 14 years old when I did my first sermon. Okay. My youth pastor at the time, his name was Steve Robertson. Whoop, whoop. Shout out to Pastor Shout Steve. Shout out to Pastor <laughs> Steve. Uh, I did my first sermon at 14 years old. He made me get up there and do it. And it was horrible. I did a horrible job. Oh, my goodness. It was awful. No. Do you remember what you, you I don't did. even remember what, what the sermon topic was. Okay. All I remember is standing in front of the kids and reading my whole page <laughs> verbatim. Oh, <laughs> I didn't look up now one time I was stumbling over my words. I kept saying, oh. I'm sorry. I'll get it. I'll do better. Yeah, it was just really bad. Oh, it, it was really bad. It was it was a very bad experience. But but being, you know, he was such a good mentor. He wouldn't let me give up. Mm -hmm. And he mm -hmm. just he just kept making me practice. Mm. Kept, I, I always had to go to church ready. Hmm. Because out of nowhere, he'd be in the middle of his sermon, mm -hmm. and he'll say, uh, he used to call me Brother Brandon. He said, Brother Brandon, uh, give me, give us a five minute word on love. Oh, <laughs> and I would have to have something on love. Mm. He would always do that. Give us, give us a two minute word on on joy, mm. on on peace. Wow, and I'd have to be ready. Wow. Otherwise, he wouldn't let me participate in the. The, the oh, next fun activity, the fun stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh, so almost in a sense, he he was prepping you mm -hmm. for for where you're at right now. Certainly, I wouldn't be where I am right now if it wasn't uh, for Pastor Steve. My 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 father, he didn't train me on mm -hmm. how to to speak. It was Pastor Steve. Mm -hmm. You know, even though my father is a phenomenal speaker, yes, he just you know because of the work and the mentorship that Pastor Steve did, mm -hmm. he just was able to put me in the pulpit. Yes. And my first sermon in the uh, in front of the adults was a heck of a lot better than my first sermon in front of the youth. That's <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, really? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. how old were you when you had your first sermon in front of the adults? I was I was twenty twenty. Okay. I was twenty. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you mm -hmm. remember what you preached on? Where is your heart? And I, and hmm. I talked about having a having a good heart. Okay. For God and for people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, and a few months ago, was it a few months ago that you had talked at Reverb about mm -hmm. compassion? About okay. Compassion, yeah. It was um, earlier this year. And unfortunately, <laughs> I wasn't able to attend because I already had events already on my schedule. But mm -hmm. I knew I needed you to come to talk about compassion um, just because the day and age we're living in now with people. Mm -hmm. And I think many of the times people automatically think compassion is tied to um, kindness. And right. it's deeper than that. It is. It is. Um, so can you talk a little bit? What led you to even want to have a sermon on it or the conversation with people about compassion? Well, it's, it's really it's really simple. I was doing a uh, I was doing a series in youth ministry on love. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know that love is a piece. I mean, a compassion is a part of love. Mm -hmm. And so when I was doing my research on love, uh, the word compassion kept coming up a lot mm -hmm. so i believe and we'll get into it but i believe that that love is the prerequisite to compassion it's, hmm. it's very difficult to have com true compassion for people if you don't understand or have a sense of love mm. Mm -hmm. i love that and and we got a lot of mean people uh, in, mm -hmm. in church, mm -hmm. <laughs> church unfortunately people are, church people are some of the meanest people yeah. i've ever dealt with yeah and so we have to, as, as people who call themselves followers of Christ, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. we have to we have to know that Jesus lived his life mm. with compassion. Yes. You know, he lived a life of compassion. And how can we call ourselves followers mm -hmm. and we not do the same? Exactly. You know, awesome. so so. People ask me, you know, what is compassion? I'm sure mm -hmm. you're probably going to get yeah, to that. Yeah, but no, my, no you are right on target. Okay, okay. <laughs> what is compassion? Well, you know, from a Bible standpoint, I believe that compassion is uh, sympathy and or empathy mm -hmm. shown to people in distress hmm. um, with action. Mm. It's sympathy and empathy accompanied by action. action. 
you give okay. it on. Yeah. Sympathy says I feel for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Empathy says I I feel with you. Yeah. You know, empathy is 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 a lot different than sympathy because empathy allows you to to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. It's mm-hmm. like it's like oh his grandmother died. Like mm. I know what that's like. Yeah. You know, because my grandmother died. I yeah. feel with him. You know, empathy. I mean, sympathy says, you know, he don't have bus fare. I, you know, I, I feel so. I feel sorry for him. I hope he gets some bus fare. Mm. You know, but when it when it when empathy and sympathy becomes compassionate, it's when your concern for others compels you to do something. Mm. Let me get this boy some bus fare. Yeah. Or let me go give him a hug. And. And it doesn't take a lot to show compassion. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we make excuses mm-hmm. for not helping people in distress because we may not have the time, we may not have the finances, we may not exactly. have the resources. But compassion can be a hug mm-hmm. or, you know, a word of encouragement or a smile mm-hmm. or, you mm-hmm. know, a compliment. Yeah. You don't have to go so far out of your way just to help somebody that is in need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People need all kind of stuff. You yes, know? they do. Yeah, so. So yeah, um, so Jesus is Jesus lived a life of compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many areas in the Bible where 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 Jesus did things out of compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, uh, Jesus revives a woman's son because of the compassion that he had for her. Mm. He said, and Jesus had compassion for the lady and laid hands on the son. Another example, Jesus, you know. The, the loaves of bread and the fish. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Jesus fed the 5,000 out of compassion. The Bible yeah. says that Jesus had compassion on the people because they were with him for three days and they hadn't eaten. Mm. And so he wanted to do something. So he told his disciples, go get some food so we can feed these people. Also, in Matthew chapter 20, uh, Jesus heals two blind men out of compassion. The Bible says, and he was moved with compassion mm. and he laid his hands on their eyes. And so it's it's... It's a lifestyle of compassion hmm. that that I'm pursuing, you know, mm-hmm. because because it's it's just the Christ like way to be. Yeah. <laughs> so when I see someone, you know, in need, if I see someone in distress, I do mm-hmm. I do my best mm-hmm. to to help. If I can't help, mm-hmm. then I won't help. But if I can mm-hmm. help, mm-hmm. then I always try to reach out to people and help them out. Yes, you do. Why do you think it's so hard for people to have compassion for people? And and specifically, you know, we think of the day and age mm-hmm. um, with, unfortunately, black men getting killed by police officers. Mm-hmm. Um, the the issue with the transgenders and yeah. the army, Boy mm-hmm. Scouts, things like that. Um, why is it so hard for us to show compassion towards them when they go through something so tragic? Um, like I said before, compassion... Um, the prerequisite to compassion is love, hmm. but the prerequisite to love is humility and selflessness. Hmm. In order to be able to love people the right way, you have to be able to move yourself aside. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to be able to put yourself in the back seat, on the back burner, and, and allow someone else to be in the forefront. Um, the reason The reason a lot of times we don't have compassion on people is because we don't, we don't know how to humble ourselves. It's hmm. like, you know, your story is not the only story. Your experience is hmm. not the only experience. You don't know what these people are experiencing. And mm-hmm. so when you're able to put your own thoughts, your own opinions aside mm-hmm. and actually listen, hmm. right? Yeah. Actually listen, actually do some research and stop coming, drawing these conclusions when you have nothing, when you don't know what you're talking about. Mm. We don't know the experiences of these black exactly. men. We don't know the experience of, of the LGBTQ communities. Mm-hmm. And so we mm-hmm. have to be careful in how we approach these these situations. Mm. And it starts with putting your own self aside mm. and 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 listening and doing your research. And that's and that's where it starts. So it's humility, then love, then compassion. Man, um, and I know you are probably. I have an idea who you might say is is the biggest example of compassion. But who is the biggest example of compassion to you, outside of Christ? Yes, outside um, of Christ. Because I thought I said he gonna say Jesus. <laughs> my <laughs> grandmother, mm, who, who passed yes. a few years ago. My yes. grandmother, my my dad's mom. She yes. was the most compassionate person I've 
I've ever seen. Mm. Um, she would she would she would let random strangers mm-hmm. stay mm-hmm. sleep at her house for mm. days. Wow. She um, when she passed, they looked through her records, mm-hmm. and th- her records showed that she had given away thousands of dollars. Wow. To, to individual people. Wow. She bought people clothes. She bought people uh, groceries. She wrote people checks on spot on the spot. She went out of her way for people like like I've never seen before. And she was always, I remember spending a night on the phone. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I remember spending a night at her house. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what time of night it was, she was up on the phone praying for somebody. Mm. Two, three, four o'clock in the morning, midnight. That's the, that's the thing. Like we know that when grandma, when we go over to grandma's house, uh-huh, uh-huh. she's gonna be up in the middle of the night praying for somebody. Mm. And so her heart for people was just amazing, and she made everybody feel like their favorite. Like I knew mm. I was my grandmother's favorite, <laughs> but if you talk to my cousins, right. they'll tell you the same. I was grandma's favorite <laughs> yeah. because her heart was just amazing. Mm. Just amazing. Awesome, and it's 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 so. Interesting because she embodied that selflessness, putting herself aside to sacrifice for somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. She made so many sacrifices. She made so many sacrifices. Mm -hmm. She she didn't die a rich woman Mm -hmm. because of the sacrifices that she Mm -hmm. made for others. Right. Mm. So, yeah, that's the example that that's that's the standard. Wow. Yeah. So where are you at in that standard? Because, I mean, that's that's the. That's a pretty big standard yeah, to follow. Yeah, I'm tr- I'm trying to get there. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I, I don't know if I let a random stranger stay in my home. I don't, I don't know. You, you ain't there yet, huh? I'm not there yet. <laughs> but I'm working. You know, I'm I'm working on. I'm working toward being able to do things on a greater level for people. Mm-hmm, but right mm-hmm. now, I just I just do what I can. Right now, I do mm-hmm. what my wife lets me do (laughs) like no no sweetheart we don't have the finances to do that right now yeah you know so she keeps me keeps me in the middle Mm. yeah that Mm. is so phenomenal Mm -hmm. and now um let's talk on the benefits about having compassion like the physical benefits the mental benefits because there are some certainly certainly um i think that um, mentally and emotionally and this is just my own opinion Mm -hmm. It just feels good mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. help people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people who help people are happier. Mm-hmm. And if you're happier, I mean, you're you're, you're healthier, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, it's it's a benefit, obviously, because it's it's what God wants us to do. You know, mm-hmm. compassion is 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 such a Christ-like character, you know, quality, and it has benefits spiritually because I think. It pleases God to show mm-hmm. compassion. Yeah. You know, it, it pleases God. So um, I, I get in trouble when I say this. <laughs> I probably I probably won't. I probably won't. Say, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think I got that big of a following just yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's important. It's important. Yeah. I'll just say this. It, um, our love for people is just as important to God as our love for him. Mm. <clears throat> and people don't understand that. Like me loving you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is just as important mm. as me loving God. The scripture says that any man that says he loves God but hates his brother or sister is, mm. a, is a liar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is a liar. How can you love a God that you can't see but you don't love the people you see every day? And I think that's why it's so important spiritually mm. because we don't want to be liars. You know, we go mm-hmm, to church and we mm-hmm. sing and we dance and we jump all over the place and run around, but then turn around and treat your neighbor like any kind of way. I mm-hmm. see it all the time in church. Mm-hmm. I see it all the time, and it's and it's irritating to me because I'm not calling you a liar. Right. But you're a liar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand how you can call yourself a, 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 a follower of Christ mm-hmm. but then be a jerk. Mm-hmm. I, I, just don't under, <laughs> I don't understand yeah. that. That that bothers me, and so in youth ministry, I, I say something about love almost every week. I make mm. them get up and hug each other and yeah. shake each other's hand and introduce themselves and say a compliment, say something nice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about that person, because it's so important. If you don't love each other, then you need to stay home. There's no, <laughs> there's no gaining you coming right. to church. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's no gain in you doing anything. The Bible says that if you don't have love, you don't have anything. Mm. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop and let you ask me another question. <laughs> no, I mean I I'm I'm going. sitting here like uh huh. Yeah. Just yeah. just keep on coming. <laughs> but again, we have to be able to humble ourselves. Yeah. Though we're so we live in in the me generation. Mm-hmm. We're, we're so yeah. me focused, so self focused. That's why. Uh, and and social media is a testament mm. is a testament to that. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love social media. Okay, <laughs> I love it. I have Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I have okay. all these things, but it's a testament to how self focused we've become. I don't think of anything that I. I'll, I'll just say this: I really, really like getting a bunch of uh, likes. <laughs> On my Instagram. It Don't feels, it feel good? It feels awesome. <laughs> Especially like when it's like triple digits. Yes. And I'd be like, what? I'm like, yo, I yeah. got 104 likes. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And then I'd be mad when I get like When you get like 13. Two, or, or, yeah, three, that's like, true. Because I'd be like, so did nobody like this? Like, why didn't you like this? I, I, yeah, I get it. <laughs> so it speaks to, you know, the fact that we have become more of a self-focused mm. generation. and. Mm-hmm. And love and compassion is the most selfless thing that you can do. Mm. You know? So, but 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 I don't think our generation is compassionless, if that's a word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I don't think we're compassionless. Um, somebody asked me, you know, where is the compassion in our generation? I, mm. I said I think it's there. I just think we don't. And this is my opinion. Okay, I think that we don't show compassion like. I think the individualism mm-hmm. of com- it's less individualized for us in my mm. opinion in my opinion okay. so so I'm not necessarily going to give you no money to pay your light bill I'm going to need you to get a job mm. and, and then market uh, manage your money better <laughs> this, this is just you <laughs> yeah. know but we do get behind we show our compassion by getting behind causes and we behind, do and behind movements yeah and yeah we we you know when you talk about the Black Lives Matters mm-hmm. when you talk about the LGBTQ mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. rights and you yeah. talk about even even um, even uh, the proper treatment of pets and animals mm-hmm. we get behind these movements and we'll we'll donate to uh, um, a natural disaster relief mm-hmm. we'll we'll donate to programs that give to the poor yeah and and we'll we get behind movements mm-hmm. and I think that's where that, I think that's where we thrive as a generation, where it comes down to compassion. I think we dro- thrive in compassion by getting by getting behind movements and mm-hmm. causes. Now, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I would like to mm-hmm. hear your opinion on that. I know you're not being interviewed, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I agree. I, I agree, unless um, that compassion is shown, I think, within your inner circle. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise, right, it is for those big causes that mm-hmm. we do see on a daily basis. Certainly. And it's yeah. not specific to this yeah. one person. Like, let me help them. Because, right. um, like, and you made a good point because it's like, nah, I'm going to need you to get a job <laughs> and manage your money better. Right. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not helping you do that. Right. But I will give to an organization that gives, that gi- to, that gives to the poor. I'll, I'll exactly. <laughs> we're, we're a generation of givers. We really are. Mm-hmm. We, we put our money where our mouth is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's great mm-hmm. um but as far as you know letting people stay in our house and Mm-mm. you know writing out a check <laughs> for you because you got to pay three ki- you got to pay to feed five kids yeah. you know it's nothing wrong with that but we're not so as quick to do that kind mm. of stuff yeah as my parents generation and my grandparents mm-hmm. generation mm-hmm. yeah because <laughs> I, I think of my mom my mom literally did that she opened up her door for um my brother's best friend or like any of our friends that needed a place to stay like mm-hmm. my mama is like the one she will feed everybody she don't yeah. care you know right. mm-hmm. um she will just give, give. you know yeah. and have yeah. that compassion mm-hmm. for you exactly. and not wanting anything in return because i think sometimes too as millennials um Sometimes we are looking for what we get in return exactly. if I'm giving this to you. Exactly, exactly, for sure. I need a, I need a receipt. <laughs> I, need <to laughs> I need to write this off. I write this off of my taxes. That's what happens when you go to the Goodwill <laughs> and you, you donate clothes. I, I, bro, I need that receipt. <laughs> you know, but but that's our generation, and it's, and it's not necessarily anything wrong with that. I mean, we we shouldn't do. We shouldn't do that every time we give, but <laughs> right. you know sometimes we should give and not 
expect some reciprocity. You mm-hmm. know, re- mm-hmm. Sometimes we shouldn't expect it to be reciprocated, mm. you know, but sometimes, hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to need that receipt, brother. Right. You know, I'm going to need proof that I gave you this. <laughs> yeah. And that you used the money for what you said you were going to use it for. Exactly. Exactly. It's- that's why my, that's why, and I'm putting, I'm kind of blasting them, but that's why my <laughs> wife has a problem with giving to homeless people mm. on, on the street. Yeah. Because she like, she like, Wait, why did you just give that man ten dollars? He going straight to the liquor store. I said, I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know that. Right. I mean, it, it. I mean, it may be safe to assume. I can't. I can't respond to him based on what I think right. he may do. Yeah, yeah. I respond to him based out of the generosity of my heart. I wanted mm-hmm. to give him that because if I was in his shoes, mm. that's empathy. See, yes. that's empathy. Yeah. I, I will want somebody to give. Mm-hmm. Give and I don't and I and, and I'm not bragging. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just sharing my story. Yeah. I don't I don't give those those homeless people two dollars three dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I give them what I would want to. What be you given. would want? Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you find ten dollars in your pocket, you be geeked. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you like, know. Like, yes, ten dollars. <laughs> yes. When you find a dollar, it's like I mean it's cool. It's I'm, cool, I'm right? Glad I got, but ten dollars, I can actually do something with ten dollars. Yeah. And so I want that. I want to show that same excitement mm. to someone else. Wow, he gave me ten dollars. He gave me yeah. 50, he gave me twenty dollars. Yeah. And the thing about it, I, I believe that I benefit from it. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I believe that I benefit from it. I believe that Scripture tells us that when we give, we mm-hmm. should we should expect a return. Mm, you know, yeah. Because God yeah. God honors. When we when we give, I remember mm-hmm. I gave somebody fifty dollars the same day. Somebody get somebody else gave me a hundred. Wow! So it's like I you got double. I couldn't afford to get that man fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that may not be a lot to a lot of people. Uh-uh, fifty dollars goes a lot. You know that's gas money. <laughs> so so I think that I think that one of the benefits of of showing compassion and giving mm-hmm, to others mm-hmm. is we really do benefit. We do from it, mm-hmm. you know. I think God honors it. Mm-hmm. That's just what I believe. Yeah, no, that that's definitely true. Um, and um, I was looking at some studies, and they they went a little further too about just the benefits of compassion, um, and how it decreases anxiety. Mm-hmm. So you know, exactly. and for me in the field I am, I'm like, well, if y'all would give a little more, right, y'all right. would be okay. Right. <laughs> right. 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 It's true. No, I joke. I joke. It, no, it's but. true. But but wealthy people. Mm. Un- understand that yeah understand yeah. The, the benefits of giving wealthy mm-hmm. people one of the first things that wealthy people do is start a foundation they do hmm. because they understand that that giving is one of the tools to obtaining wealth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they and they say that like my my brother he knows a um he knows a, a pretty wealthy business owner mm-hmm. and um he took a huge loss mm. he took a huge loss and the thing he's the thing that he said he said it it hurts that i took such a huge loss mm. because now my foundation is going to be affected by it wow it's going to limit my ability to give, to give. Mm-hmm. Hmm. and he wasn't even thinking about what he's losing inside like his mm. home income exactly. it was like all about my foundation the purpose that of, i'm giving to that i'm giving to because my foundation helps so many people wow and so now because of our loss i got to I'm going to have to pull back from that. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And of course, every area got hit. It was a mm-hmm. big loss. Right. But that was his greatest concern. And mm. so it, it, the principle, rich people have that giving principle. I'm telling you. Mm. I'm telling you. Some of those, some of the fam- most famous wealthy people give a lot. You talk about Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. We, we yeah. don't We don't see it a lot but yeah. because they do it in secret, but mm-hmm. they give a lot because wow. they understand. They yeah, they it. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so what are, are some ways people can begin to um, develop that compassion? Like what are some steps? People may be like, well, how do I develop that? Because, you know, yeah. I think um, and specifically, you know, I think of what's in the media right now with the transgender, the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community. Many people are like, I don't support that. Right. I don't agree with that. And it's fine not to agree with that. But why can't we still show them that brotherly or sisterly compassion and exactly. love? Exactly. And like I think, like I said earlier, it starts with humbling yourself. That's mm-hmm. where it starts. Mm-hmm. Being able to remove yourself from the picture, 
mm-hmm. and focusing on somebody else's need. I know you're not a homo. I know you're not gay. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. I know you're not gay. I know that you don't support it. I understand right. that. But these are still people. Yeah. At the end of the day, they are still people mm-hmm. and they need love. They need everything that you need. Mm-hmm. Put yourself in their shoes. What if you were gay? Mm, yeah. What if you what if you were the mother of the young black man that mm. just that just got yeah. shot in the streets by the police? What if that put you have to remove yourself and put somebody else? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Put, put somebody else in the forefront of your mind and that's how we that's that's how we get closer to compassion. Mm. Let me not think about myself. Mm-hmm. Let me not think about mm-hmm. my opinions. Yeah. Let me really think about this person. Mm. and their experience and their feelings and their emotions yeah that's how we get to that place yeah because if we if we don't if we don't get over ourselves Hmm. we'll never help people man but we always want people to help us exactly exactly that's why jesus said do unto others as you would have them do unto you yeah because because the way you want people to help you Mm -hmm. to help your cause to Mm -hmm. help your movement Mm -hmm. to help whatever you got going on Mm mm-hmm got to do it you, you, you got to show that same exact thing so what do yeah. i do well what would you want somebody to do for you yeah it's super simple right and i was just like that is such an, a simple <laughs> question to ask yourself if that was me what would i want people to do for me exactly and that's how we're and that's why how we're supposed to love people that's what jesus said again do unto others as you would have them do unto you mm. so you don't have to figure out what do i do what what would you want done? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if I'm homeless and I'm begging for change, I don't want people to just give me a quarter. I, I appreciate everything I get, <laughs> but I want the big I want the big bucks. Right, you right. Know? You know, because <laughs> <laughs> you know you think like a quarter really mm-hmm, that yeah. can I don't if know what that can buy. But if I'm hungry, I don't yeah. want canned beans. Mm, yeah, so I don't give canned beans. <laughs> I get good stuff. I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm the same if way. It, of course, if it can be, you know, if it can be stored, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I'm giving the good stuff. Because mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I don't want I don't want your I don't want your shirt you had for ten years. I don't want that shirt. I want your n- nice shirt. I want your favorite shirt. Mm. So I'm not giving people clothes that I don't like. I don't do yeah. that. <laughs> you like I don't like this. So, you, you know, I got some clothes for you that you can <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, I don't want that because <laughs> you know that's how we do though, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we think in our mind. But I'm still giving you something. You're not grateful for it. But if you take that step back to be like, but right. if that was me, right. what I want? You would know? you want this shirt? Would you want right. it? Obviously, you don't because you give it to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know that's just that's just how I think, man. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. No, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Now, how do you keep yourself so grounded and rooted, um, just with with being intentional about being compassionate? Because I think it goes back too to being. We have to be intentional mm, very, about showing compassion. So. Certainly, certainly. Honestly, just just my relationship with God, mm-hmm. and you know, I you know I try I try to. Um, let that be the influence of everything that I do. Of course, I'm not going to get it right every mm-hmm. time. You know, right. I be messing up. I, you know, I <laughs> yeah. do stuff I shouldn't be doing, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but my drive is Christ. Mm. You know, that's yeah. my drive. That's my motivation. You know, the old saying, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We ask that question a lot, but we don't ever ask ourselves, what would Jesus want me to do mm. in this situation? Mm-hmm. You know, I remember, can I tell you a story? Yes. I remember compa- this is where compassion gets really, really difficult mm. is, is when we because it's easy to show compassion on a stranger. Mm-hmm. It is. It's it easy is. to show compassion on people we're, we're in relationship with. Yeah. But it's very difficult to show compassion on people who we don't think deserve it. Oh. Mm. And I think that's the greatest lesson we can learn from Christ is he shows compassion on people who don't deserve it. And he teaches us to do that as well. Mm -hmm. Hence the story of the good Samaritan. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was, uh, I was on my lunch break, me and my brother, Mm -hmm. we were driving, I was driving my vehicle Mm -hmm. and we pull up to, um, a subway. Okay. Okay. And I got a great parking spot. Like the door is (laughs) two feet away. I'm like, yes. score. Uh Uh 
And so this minivan pulls up next to me. Okay. And she lets down her window. Hmm. Okay. And and she's looking dead at us. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe, you know, we know a lot of people. The Christian faith right, is small, right. is a very large church. My dad yeah. knows a lot of people. Yeah. So maybe she's just greeting us because maybe she recognizes us. Yeah. And so I look down my window and she just starts cussing me out. Oh, no. She just starts cussing me out. You so-and-so blank, you took my blank in parking spot. Oh. And, and all that you saw me parking there and uh, all of this stuff. I should get out and beat your so-and-so and key your car. Oh. And so me and my brother, we just smile. Okay. We just smile and okay. look at each other. And I said, ma'am, I apologize. I was mm. not trying to take your parking spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't. I can park somewhere else if you want me to no it's too late get out of the car i'm gonna key your car so ma'am i don't i don't i don't want to fight because <laughs> i'm not much of a fighter and i really don't want you to keep my car hey. i like my car and it's gonna be too expensive to get it fixed uh-huh, uh-huh. so i said okay i apologize i took your parking spot uh-huh. let me go into cousins and buy you a sandwich okay she wasn't that mad she <laughs> she took the <laughs> You ain't that mad. <laughs> if okay. somebody offer you food or money, you ain't that mad. So so she said, Really? I said, Now you ain't what? mad. She calmed all the way down. <laughs> yeah, let me go let me go in here and, and buy you a sandwich for taking mm. your partner's back because I'm really sorry. I yeah. shouldn't I shouldn't yeah. have done that. And so we go in the subway mm-hmm. and we're standing in line. And now she begins to tell me her whole life story. Wow. You know, I don't yeah. have a good relationship with my with my kids and mm. I'm struggling and blah blah wow. blah blah blah. Yeah. And now there's an opportunity to share the love of Christ with her. Yes. You know? And so mm-hmm. we prayed with her and we invited her to the church and she fell in love with us. Wow. You know? She she was like, You guys are so nice. Mm. Why are you guys so nice? Mm. It's God. It's all God, you know. Mm. It's all God. So that's that's I believe that's when when compassion becomes its most difficult mm-hmm. is when we have to share it to people who we don't feel deserve it. But undeserved compassion mm-hmm. is mercy. Mm. When you show someone undeserved compassion, mm-hmm. it's mercy, mm. and that is the most godlike thing you can do. Because the Bible says that God is full of mercy. Yes, we often make this horrible image of God like he's some bully Mm -hmm. looking down on us waiting for us to mess up so he can strike us down or condemn us Mm -hmm. Bible says that God is slow to wrath Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. full of mercy he's a he's a kind God he's a gentle God yeah why would he want us to be kind but then but then he's not kind himself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're so quick to put people in hell and we're so quick to condemn people Mm -hmm. when God is not doing that Mm. he's just he's just not doing that he's not he's not so quick to to do that he's quick to forgive Mm -hmm. he's Mm -hmm. quick to show mercy he's quick to show compassion he's quick to show kindness to us Mm -hmm. not strike us down right (laughs) (laughs) that that's not the god i believe in no no (laughs) that's not the god i believe in he's looking for an opportunity to, to love us and to and to, mm. and to show us his mercy and his yes. kindness. Yes. And that was a great example because I think <laughs> some people that's going to be listening to this going to be like, and you bought her a sandwich? Though? Bought her a sandwich. Like. Yeah, <laughs> bought her a sandwich. Yeah, I wasn't going to fight her. How I look? Pastor Brandon Hines. Son of Bishop oh, Joe Hines. Hello. On Channel 6 News, they're going to be like, see, now. <laughs> Fighting in the street. <laughs> and fighting a woman at that. <laughs> I find a woman at that. So no, I, no, I, no. So that's my motivation. Oh. That's my motivation. Christ is my motivation. Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. So with all the work that you do, um, it, it definitely is like an emotional pull when you get people telling you their testimony, their mm-hmm. story, or maybe needing that counsel. How do you keep yourself healthy, like oh. physically, mentally, and spiritually? Um. The deep and not so honest answer would be prayer. Okay. <laughs> that would be the, the, uh-huh. the not so honest answer. Honest, yeah. I do pray, but yeah. what helps me, um, what helps me, and you know, in not allowing 
ministry to become so overwhelming because mm-hmm. I find stuff that I like to do mm-hmm. and I and I do it. Mm. You know, I, I love watching movies. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, listening to music. Yeah. You know, I love spending time with my family, you know. Um, so I find time to do things that I love to do. Mm-hmm. And I like a good shoot em up movie. I want somebody getting okay. shot. Yeah, I love like old I westerns love or westerns, you know, crime movies, okay. mystery movies. I love seeing people in the movies get shot up. I just that that's the, <laughs> I do. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but that's my outlet, you know. Yeah, no. You know, that's how I calm down mm-hmm, from, mm-hmm. you know, people, church people mm. are some of the most difficult people in the world. Man. Yeah. To work with. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's how I don't allow it to get to me is mm-hmm. those movies. Sometimes I take myself out of my world and put myself in a movie. Mm, you know, just, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's an outlet for me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, so since I am a licensed professional counselor, one thing I always talk to people about is um, their mental health. Mm-hmm. And so with that, have you ever um, met with a therapist before or received any kind of counsel from I'm a mental health therapist or thought about it or was like, maybe I need to go see somebody, you know? No, my movies are my therapy. Okay. Okay. I mean, it helps me Mm -hmm. tremendously. It helps tremendously. My family is my therapy. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not against therapy. Right. No. no. But I don't feel like Mm -hmm. maybe you need a a second opinion, but (laughs) I don't feel like I need therapy. Maybe my wife may feel like that, but but I don't (laughs) I don't feel like I need. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I, for the most part, I'm extremely happy. Mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm extremely happy. Yeah. And, th- and a lot of that may have to do with my personality. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just people yeah. be like, "Why are you always smiling?" <laughs> I'm not? just happy. Yeah. Just why not? <laughs> yeah. So, so no, I've, I've never yeah. thought about therapy before. No, and and I mean that's good because you're still in that place of being able to cope with those stressors mm-hmm. on your own without needing a support system outside mm-hmm. of your family exactly. or trying to do it your way. So exactly, yeah, and I, you know, and I have to be that balance to my wife as well because my wife is a very, she's a she's a she's one of those go getters. Mm, you know, she's one of yeah. those everything has to be everything has to be right. Everything mm-hmm. has to be. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't know how to slow down. She doesn't. Mm. She she's learning to not let things get yeah. to her. You mm-hmm. know, with stress and yeah. anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like part of that has to be my responsibility to say, okay, calm down. Yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That isn't. It's midnight. That report <laughs> gonna be there tomorrow. Tomorrow. You know. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know. So, so yeah, I always tell her, when you work hard, rest is never a waste of time. Mm, yeah. Take some time to do something you want to do. Mm. I, me and Deuce will go somewhere. Because yeah. I know you get sick of us, too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, I don't know how I got on this. We were talking about <laughs> compassion. I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm going to just tell this is what I do as a licensed professional counselor. People just tell me their life stories. I'm just playing all, but. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> right, right. You're good. At it. You got me. You got me. yes no i love it i love it Mm -hmm. um one last question so uh, again i'm just really big on um advocating for mental health Uh Um, how do we bridge that gap within the church and having um leaders better understand mental health and and many of the times we can't just pray it away um i I posted um and i I do stand by it Mm -hmm. um saying uh saying that says you know um why can't you see a therapist and pray right because you know god may bless you with a therapist that's gonna pray with you exactly exactly yeah i think i think like like again we gotta that's where it starts we gotta Mm -hmm. take Mm -hmm. ourselves out of the picture your experience is not the same as the next man experience. Mm-hmm. Your emotions and your thoughts and your yes. attitude is not the same. You got to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, it's not the devil. Okay? Mm. We we so quick to cast out demons. That's not that's mm-hmm. not a demon. He, that's a mental illness. Yes. Okay? Yes. Like you said, this prayer is good. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this needs this needs some more practical application. We yeah. need to find ways to get him help. 
Mm-hmm. And and third, I think we need to educate ourselves. Mm, yeah. I, the, the church is not very educated mm-hmm. in the area of mental illness. Yeah. And I and I admit that myself. I'm, mm. I'm not very educated yeah. in that field. And then provide resources. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to provide more resources for mentally ill people mm. in the church. But if we think that it's the devil, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then why would we provide why provide practical resources mm. we gotta get out of that mindset yeah you know mm-hmm. so <clears throat> that's what i think about that yeah yeah and i think you know and again shouts out to my church we are on the right track um just because i recently joined the um health and wellness ministry awesome so awesome. you know I'm, I'm definitely the only behavioral health person on mm-hmm. the team everybody else is more medical mds yeah. and nurses um, so I'm definitely excited for the opportunity just to educate our church exactly. about <laughs> mental illness. <laughs> exactly. Because, I mean, it's just like as if I'm sure you know better than I do, but I'm sure it's just like as if, if you were sick in your body. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's it. That's you have a, a medical condition. Yes. Some people are just, you know, they're, they're, their minds are ill mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. They, and they need help just like you would. Yes. It makes sense to me. I'm with you. Hello. (laughs) And, you know, and it's funny how we're quick to be like, oh, it's the devil taking over their mind. But then when somebody is sick in their body, you know, it's it's like, okay. He need Tylenol. Right. (laughs) It ain't the devil then, you know. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Exactly. 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 Your first thought would be to take them to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. know why it doesn't translate. I think one of the reasons is because we can't see mental illness Mm -hmm. in a physical sense Mm, you know what i'm saying like we see it through behavior Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but we don't we we see your grandmama is sick because it's it's affecting her appearance yeah yeah. you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. because we don't see it we don't we don't see it as the same does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah no okay. that makes a good sense and i think um again it ties into those stigmas too because mm-hmm. i loved how you talked about you know of course with the um physical diagnosis mm-hmm. of things you can see it but you know with people who have depression right. and it's um severe right. and they have those feelings of guilt and hopelessness mm-hmm. you know you can see them in their appearance when they're the upkeep of themselves is no longer there right. but i think again it goes back to educating right people in the church to be like okay but they may not be diagnosed with this medical condition but mentally they're diagnosed with this and that's why they're looking the way they're looking but again i think for us as a culture black people it's like oh they acting crazy they'll Mm -hmm. be okay Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that boy need a whooping yeah (laughs) it's the (laughs) biggest thing he need a a whooping He may need one, but he need more than a right. right. Now, he may need it, but. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we need to get over, you know, we need to get over our, our culture. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes mm-hmm. we allow our culture and the way that things have been for so long mm-hmm. to get in the way of progression. Yeah. You know, just because it's been done that way in your family for so many years doesn't mean that that's the way it should be done now. Mm-hmm. And not not only do black people do that in general, and I'm not trying to generalize, but people, church people do it all the time too. Yes, <laughs> you know? it's yeah. like you you got this is not about the, the traditional way of thinking. This is about the way of thinking that works. Yes, you know, <laughs> mental illness is a real thing. It is. Stop calling it the devil, man. Just because grandma called it the devil. Yes. <laughs> it, it, that is so true mm-hmm. I'm gonna put yeah. that on the shirt <laughs> Stop calling it the devil Mental <laughs> health is real Mental illness yeah. is real And I just wanna I just I, This is kind of off topic But I'm dealing with uh, Some of the same things um, With my hearing loss mm-hmm. I, I'm mm-hmm. completely Not completely But almost completely deaf yeah. And I'm gonna bring it back around okay? Oh no I'm almost completely deaf In my right ear mm-hmm. And so I was getting I was uh, Hearing aid shopping Mm. And you know my family, they wanted me to get those those hearing aids that you can't see. Okay, you know the inner ears, but those are expensive. Okay, and so I'm saying, why should I have to be ashamed mm. of wearing a hearing aid when you wear seeing aids mm. every day? It's the same thing, mm. but there's such a stipulation on people who wearing who wear hearing aids like yeah. like we're slow. Yeah. Or, you know, there's some type of 
retardation. Mm-hmm. But I just I just can't hear. Right. Don't mm. automatically assume that, you know. And so I, I connect that with there's so many there's so many you know pre preconceived notions about mm-hmm. mental illness, mm-hmm. and it's the same exact thing as physical illness it is it's the same exact thing so as long as you wearing your sunglasses mm-hmm. i mean as long as you're wearing your glasses and your mm-hmm. bifocals I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna wear my hearing aids and right I, and i don't care if people do see you exactly because i'm not finna i'm not finna spend all my money trying to <laughs> trying to hide it trying to hide it yeah yes i do wear wear hearing aids and i got good sense yes hello <laughs> mm. I forgot to put them in now that's why you that's yeah. why I don't have them I forgot but yeah okay. so so I think I think just being able to put yourself in people's shoes and understand yeah. that you know what if, what if you were facing these things mm. how would you want me to respond to you mm-hmm. yeah, yeah awesome thank you so much you. now um do do you want people to know where they can reach you on Facebook, IG, Twitter? You know, they may want to reach oh. out and be like, you know what? He did a phenomenal job. We need to get him at our church for something or yeah. our community event for something. Uh, well, gosh. <laughs> um, okay. I'm not on Twitter that much, so that's out. Insta- Instagram. <laughs> uh, I'll just give him Facebook. Okay. Okay, I'll give him Facebook. Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash Brandon Hines. I think that's my... Brandon Hines. If you if you Facebook Brandon Hines, that should be one of the first ones to pop up. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> oh okay. Well, thank you so much. I hope I did okay. You uh, did phenomenal. Okay. I'm, I truly appreciate I'm it. I'm not used to talking about myself and people asking me questions. I feel like people don't care what I, what, about the, about me. <laughs> 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 you know, but that that's what I do. I, I love um, interviewing other people for them to share their story um, mm-hmm. and their knowledge. Gotcha. Um, so Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yes, thank hopefully, you. Hopefully one day you'll uh, invite me back. I will. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I was actually thinking in my head, I got a relationship series. I'm starting mid-August, so I need to get really? you on the books. Really? I, I, would, I would certainly mm-hmm. love to do to help you done with it's exciting. done <laughs> thank you again thank you so much you're welcome for inviting me to do this this was this is a really really amazing experience i've never done anything like this oh i'm so thank excited you. Thank you. i hope you enjoyed it and you're a great interviewer <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> thank you yes thank all right you guys thank you for tuning in to my interview with Pastor Brandon Hines, and I will have his Facebook information on my website at theevolvingchair.com. So until next time, peace. Hey, TEC listeners, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and rate this podcast. You can send me emails with questions, comments, and feedback to TECpodcast2017 at gmail.com, on Twitter at TECpodcast. 2017 IG at TEC Podcast, Facebook, The Evolving Chair Podcast, or check out my website at www.theevolvingchair.com. So go listen to me on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play.